I noticed that this anxiety is here. And I noticed that this is a tool that has driven me to be as successful as I am. So why would you want to get rid of a friend who's kind of, who's pushed, who's nudged you along um, this entire way, who's kind of been like your, your motivator, your guide, right? So I realized that. And once I accepted it rather than fighting it, the anxiety... Welcome to the Instant Leverage Podcast, where we show you how to get maximum output from your life and business with minimum input. Please subscribe and leave a review. What is going on, guys? JR here. Welcome to another episode of the Instant Leverage Podcast. And today, uh, I have uh, quite the banger for you guys. So I wanted to talk about three things that are worth focusing on that are not related to money. So I actually, this comes from one of my favorite human beings on the planet. Um, his name's Naval. I, I never really know how to pronounce his last name, but let me let me pull it up for you real quick. Uh, Naval Ra- Ravikant. Um, so if you just search that name on YouTube, you'll find his podcast and all his work. Um, super big fan. So he had a, uh, a podcast on three things worth focusing on that aren't related to money and it really resonated with me. So I wanted to help spread the word and share with you guys and also give you my my personal experience and my twist on this. So um, let's dive right into it. Number one of the uh, three things to focus on that are not related to money um, or that money can't buy. Number one is a fit body. So I've noticed a, a drastic difference in my life when I'm focusing on my fitness than when I'm not. And the thing I love about fitness is like you can fake a Lamborghini, you can rent a jet, you can, you know, go and get bottle service at a club to look super successful. But if you're out of shape, the only way to get in shape is to really work out. Like, yeah, you can get all these operations and stuff and get a tummy tuck and all that kind of stuff. But the only way to truly be and look fit is to work out. So it's it's one of those things that, at least for right now, and I think in the next few years, like genetically, we're gonna find a way to cheat this as well through science. But as of right now, if you see someone who's jacked or ripped, you know that person has put in work. So I've noticed that one of the biggest things in my life that I've struggled with is balance, right? So I've, I always teeter way too far on one side of the spectrum. And I've actually finally like recently gone to a point in my life where I think I'm at a healthy place in terms of balance, uh, in terms of where I'm, where I'm at and where I, uh, where my focus is. So, um, one thing that I've noticed is that the more fit I can get, the better my decision making is, but the, the easier it is to build habits because once you have that habit, that's such a difficult thing, eating right and working out, everything in comparison to that just seems so much easier, right? So I think that uh, when you choose to focus on a fit body, it will completely change your business because you'll start to look at businesses like the same way, like it's a series of inputs and outputs. And the coolest thing about fitness too is it teaches you patience because you have to work out for months, if not years, to achieve your dream body, right? 
months and years of consistent effort. And that really reflects in your business as well, right? When you're putting in the effort day in, day out, day in, day out, day in, day out, over and over again, um, three months down the line, six months down the line, nine months down the line, a year down the line, you really see that that compound effect, right? The other thing I like about fitness, and this is this is kind of shitty, but it's actually very useful as well, um, is so I could binge eat for like three or four days and undo like two to three weeks worth of progress, right? Now I'm I'm back to where I was two to three weeks ago, if not worse off than I was two to three weeks ago. So it's a good it's a good uh, barometer. It's a good reminder of like, hey, business is the same way. Like if you become lazy for a couple of weeks, you can undo a lot of the momentum, two to three weeks of the momentum that you that you just got done doing, right? The other thing too is like, I realize that, you know, what I'm doing today, I don't benefit from today. What I'm doing today, I benefit from in six months, right? So it's a constant reminder. It's a constant parallel to business of like what you're doing today is not for today. What you're doing for today is for six months from today. Number two um, is a peaceful mind. So this is a huge one for me because I've come to learn that at, at least for me, one of the biggest motivators for achieving wealth in my life is peace of mind, like having a peaceful mind, like knowing that whatever happens, I have the bankroll to cover it, right? So um, this ties in directly with money because if you don't have a peaceful mind, then you're always gonna be worried, you're always gonna be stressed about money, but this is a good thing because it's gonna drive you to achieve. So one of the biggest things that I've I've uh, overcome recently, and I think I've talked about this on the podcast b- before, is like I had a huge, huge uh, poverty mindset, right? So my biggest fear, my biggest anxiety on a day-to-day was like being poor again. And that was one of the things that I was just most afraid of, right? And uh, every day I would just get up, you know, look at my bank account and assets and and try to calculate like how many months of life is this if everything stopped today, which is just incredibly not healthy, right? So I worked on this with my mindset coach. And one of the things he said, he told me, Jay, was like, JR, rather than fighting this anxiety and, and, and feeling like you shouldn't feel this way, why don't you just lean into it? And like when it comes around, feel it and say, hey, you know, I noticed that this anxiety is here. And I noticed that this is a tool that has driven me to be as successful as I am. So why would you want to get rid of a friend who's kind of, who's pushed, who's nudged you along um, this entire way, who's kind of been like your, your motivator, your guide, right? So I realized that. And once I accepted it rather than fighting it, the anxiety, the feeling is still there. Like the drive is still there but the anxiety has like drastically subsided because now when I see it, I'm like, oh yes, here's that thing that's pushing me to be great, right? So keep that in mind, guys, because I notice entrepreneurs are riddled with anxiety, right? A lot of like the most personal conversations I've had with my friends, super, super, super successful people, well-known people you probably have heard of, right? But when we talk about like our deepest fears and desires and all that stuff, it's, 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 centered in anxiety, right? It's like the fear of like someone trashing you on on the internet or uh, something like that, right? So that 
fear, that anxiety is actually going to drive you to do great things and make a great product and, and, you know, be a person of integrity and, and stuff like that. So in reality, guys, um, a peaceful mind does not come from overcoming this anxiety, right? A peaceful mind comes from leaning in to the anxiety and, and being grateful for the anxiety because the anxiety of uh, poverty is what's going to drive me to have the things that I'm acquiring and I'm going to acquire because of my fear of poverty, right? So when you reframe this and you stop looking at anxiety as like this demon and look at it as a friend, your life changes. And this is not just, I mean, everybody's anxiety is, is different. And, uh, so you guys know I do, I do MMA and I'm going to shout out my, my MMA, uh, coach, basically jujitsu coach and the owner, also the owner of the, the facility, Easton Training Center. And, um, he has a podcast or sorry, he has a TED talk, um, on anxiety. And this is a guy who's like charismatic, has bravado, super successful, multiple locations, uh, MMA locations, like charismatic. You'd never think this is someone who deals with anxiety. Um, but in his Ted talk, if you look up, um, look up Elliot anxiety, Ted talk, you'll see how this man has managed to take his anxiety and transform it into an, a, a ally, right? Into something that's, that's driving you, right? So I think that one of the main things I've learned for peace of mind is that your your anxiety, a lot of your anxiety, or at least for me, this is talking, you know, personal experience. A lot of my anxiety came from not being okay with how things were in my life and feeling like I'm fucking up because, you know, I'm not waking up at 5 a.m. every day and reading a book and meditating and, and uh, you know, I'm not going to enough networking events and I'm not, you know, launching enough Facebook ads and I'm not, you know, doing all this shit, right? This is like this feeling of like you're never doing enough, which creates the feeling of I am not enough, right? So when I learned to let that go and just be grateful on a day-to-day and be happy and just count my blessings every day, all that shit subsided, Right? And I stopped looking at it that way and I reframed it and I started looking at it as like, you know, I used to be guilty that I, I didn't, I used to feel guilty that I hadn't read all the books on my bookshelf, right? Now I'm like, you know, JR, how awesome is it that you have all this knowledge sitting here waiting for the moment that you need to access it? And when you do, it's just a stone's throw away in your living room on this bookshelf. All the, the knowledge that you need to achieve your wildest dreams is sitting right here on this bookshelf. And that reframe, that you know, subsided the guilt of like, oh, I, you know, I'm fucking up by like not doing enough, not reading enough, whatever. Right. And I fucking read a lot already, like in perspective. So, um, that's number two is a peaceful mind. And this is something that I I think I should do a, a whole podcast on this as well, because I've, I've had all the elements of like, not a peaceful mind. I found a way, I found, found ways to find peace, even in turbulent times. So, I've spent time with the monks. So I think I'm, I'm super qualified to talk about this. And number three is uh, love in a home or a loving home, right? So no amount of wealth will replace the feeling of, of having love in the home, right? So we see it all the time, like super, super successful men end up getting divorced or they uh, just dive into their work so hard that they just start to uh, neglect the people around them. Um, their kids grow up, 
with a nanny or they grow up hating them or they're just completely disconnected from them and their spouse drifts away from them and they really don't have like a connection with their family. And I just feel like no amount of success, like one of the things in, in 2021 that I, I've uh, kind of uh, accepted is like, there's no wrong or right way to live your life, right? Like you, I used to feel guilty hanging out with my friends because I'm like, oh man, I really should be working right now. Like I really should be like grinding right now. I should be, you know, I shouldn't vacation because I need to hustle and grind. And at the end of the day, what I found is if it makes you feel good, it's the right thing for you, right? There is no, there is no, like all this self-shame bullshit, like this ha- has to stay in fucking 2020, right? Because that's not serving you. It's not going to make you a better person. It's not going to make you any happier. It's not going to make you more successful. Shaming yourself is probably one of the biggest killers of success. Oh, I'm not working hard enough. I'm not smart enough. I, you know, I, I don't deserve this enough. I haven't suffered enough. I haven't read enough. I haven't met enough people. All that shit. Like guys, when, when you, when you think about the fact that there's not every, not everybody gets what they deserve, right? There's people who invested a thousand dollars in Bitcoin. Um, and all they had was $2,000 and this person's been a degenerate doing, you know, blow and partying their entire life. And they just got super lucky and now they're a multimillionaire, right? So success is not fully based on, on the outputs always. So there, there's no like great equalizer. That's like, Hey, if you don't work hard enough, uh, you're not going to succeed, right? It's all about leverage. It's all about working intelligently. It's all about putting the right pieces in place, having the right opportunity at the right time. A lot of people got rich as fuck because they were just in the right place at the right time, right? So when you think about that, you're like, okay, I, I can't allow myself to succeed because I'm I'm working hard and smart and all these different things. I don't necessarily have to be maxing out 80 hours a week to make you know $100,000 a month or whatever. So um, that's all I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning into the Instant Leverage Podcast. And uh, if you're not following me on Instagram, I started doing daily stories again. Uh, people seem to really enjoy getting a glimpse into like my, uh, my average day. So shoot me a follow at the Rivas, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Instant Leverage Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Instant Leverage Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I hope you'll leave us a five-star rating and subscribe. See you on the next episode.